Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 17, Sasha takes on the tough topic of friendships. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. This is your host, Sasha Shilkut. I'm really excited to be here today and talk to you about one of my most favorite topics, which is friendships with other women. And I think that this is really going to apply to all friendships, whether you have friends that are men or women or even your spouse. And it's a topic that is dear to my heart and close to my heart. And one that I thought, oh gosh, do I really want to talk about this? Because, you know, the minute you talk about something in a public space, then you start getting critics. And I'm certainly someone who has not always been the perfect friend. And so I wanted to make that disclosure before we get into the topic today. But first, I have a question from the audience who wrote me, Dr. S. And she says, thank you so much for all you do to inspire so many women. Uh, please don't stop. I really need it. It's like a fresh of breath air. Well, thank you, Dr. S. But she goes on to say, I'm really struggling to find my purpose lately. I feel burned out at work, burned out at home and failing on all fronts. Are there any books that you recommend that I could read or what's the first step that I should take to get my mojo back? That is a really great question. Um, I spent a year reading about 10 to any 20 books. I probably landed around 25 books on um, self-help books when I was really struggling a few years ago. And I made a curriculum out of that, which is my masterclass. So the first thing I would tell you is that Yes, you can read books. Yes, you can really dive deep and you should definitely do that. One of my favorite books that I've read is Mindset by Carol Dweck, which really changed the trajectory of my thought patterns. But I also think that you really need a tribe and accountability and you need to invest in yourself. And so many times we as women, we don't invest in ourselves. We think that if it's something that our work won't pay for, or it's just not in the budget, um, we see it as selfish. And one of my good friends, Julie Silver, who is a physician and leader of gender equity at Harvard, she really challenged me one year because I wanted to take a self-development course and I couldn't get anyone to pay for it. And she said, well, why do you think that just because, you know, an organization won't pay for it or someone else won't pay for it, that you shouldn't put it in your own work and life budget. And I thought, oh, that's really a good point. Cause she said, you know, no one's going to develop you, but you. And so I think sometimes, you know, we take classes and we go to college and we go to graduate school or we do all these things. And we think that, you know, that's kind of the end of the road of our education, but I would really challenge you as women to invest in yourself. And so something like the masterclass that I offer or another coaching class can just be what we need to really spend time and focus on ourselves. So hang in there, Dr. S, uh, find a tribe, find some women, definitely read some books, but get connected because connection is what helps us stay the course. And that is exactly what I want to talk to you about today. So how many of you have heard your vibe attracts your tribe? You know, I've seen that meme. I've seen that's in multiple spaces. And many of you know that I have a very large tribe of women physicians um, online that I lead, StyleMD. I also expanded that to a public tribe um, for all women, which I love and is my passion, Brave Enough. And that's so that women can see and hear and read the encouragement that I post in my private group on my public page. And 
one of the things that I think that we need to kind of change our mindset is your, your vibe definitely attracts your tribe, but your tribe also attracts your vibe. Meaning if you really look at the people that you're around every day, um, it probably speaks to your own attitude. And this is the women reset series. We're doing this little mini series about six to eight episodes on resetting yourself. It's the new year and we're all trying to reset ourselves. We've gone through finances to reclean that up. We've gone through cleaning out your closet, cleaning out your, you know, uh, kitchen and cleaning out your refrigerator, figuring out new workouts. You know, I've presented a lot of great speakers. And one of the things that I really think is important that we often neglect is looking around at our tribe and our friendships. So just as it is important to clean out other aspects of your life, sometimes you have to clean out your tribe. You have to clean out the people that you're hanging out with, because quite frankly, they may not be bringing you up. They may be bringing you down and you're going to change. There's a lot of data that says we become like the five people that we spend the most time with. And I really think that's true. And so I know that for myself, there was a number of years where I was hanging around some pretty negative people in my workplace. Um, I, you know, would go to certain areas of my job where people hung out and it was just a lot of whining and complaining. And I'm not saying that everybody I work with is negative or anything like that, but I'm just saying that it wasn't really adding to a positive aspect of my life. So I recognized that. I thought, you know, gosh, when I go and eat lunch and sit around and talk with some other physicians in this certain group of people, I come away every day at lunch being discouraged, being discouraged about medicine or being discouraged about my specific specialty or being discouraged about the the health system. So what's going to happen if I just change that? If I just stop going to these places, if I just stop hanging out in the areas where there's a lot of negativity? Well, it did it a lot for my psyche. Um, I started hanging around people at my job that were positive, that were, you know, had a positive outlook on medicine, had a positive outlook on things. And it really changed the way that I perceived my work life. I also recognized that I was really isolated. So I didn't have a tribe and maybe that's you. Maybe you're sitting there listening and you're like, well, gosh, Sasha, I don't even have a tribe of people. I don't have a tribe of women. You know, I don't think that you need five really, really close friends or 10,000 like I have. Um, and I consider my friends, but I think you need at least one or two. And I think sometimes we think that at this stage of our life, when we're working, we may be raising family. We may be taking care of elderly patients. We may be taking care of everyone else as women. We see friendships as, you know, a plus like, well, it's great if I have a friend, but it's not necessary at this stage of my life. It's just too busy. I would argue against that. I would say the busier you are, the more you need a tribe, the more you need a tribe to make sure that your well-being is in check, that you're not overcommitted, that you're really taking care of yourself, you know, and nothing does that, but the reflection of a good friend. And so I found my tribe, but I had to kind of create it and I had to take actionable steps and I had to remove myself. And so it's really important because I think that we honestly become who we are most like and who we are most around. We become like those people. If you look at my Facebook group, for example, when I tell people that I run a Facebook group full of women Everybody has the same initial thing. They say everybody, it doesn't matter woman, man, you know who they are. They're like, oh gosh, that has to be full of drama. And so catty, actually it's really not because I think that from the beginning of the 
the group, there were about 30 of us. We just set the tone and the tone was set and the tone was set as positive and encouraging. There is no meanness in this group. And if there is, it is shut down within like before I can even shut it down. Other people have shut it down. It's pretty incredible. There's encouragement. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of positivity and there's a lot of sponsorship and mentorship, which is amazing. And I see it all the time. And there's groups of women now that meet all over the country because guess what? We have set the tone of this vibe and it has attracted a certain tribe, but the tribe has also set the vibe. So it's like this constant circle. And I laugh because people don't realize how positive and how powerful this group really is because basically it's just a lot of women who have decided, who have taken the action in their mind that they're going to be positive and encourage other women. It's not like every person that comes to the group doesn't have moments of negativity in her life, doesn't have struggles. It's not like a bunch of unicorns and rainbows. I get accused of that also. These are real women with real struggles. They're going through separations and divorces. They're going through cancer. They're going through losing their jobs. They're going through losing children. They're going through real life hardships. And guess what? The tone is still positive and encouraging. And that to me proves that you can set the vibe of your tribe. So I also want to talk a little bit about confidence because I am really passionate about confidence and the topic of confidence. I actually speak on this across the country and it's, it's something that I've studied and I've quite put a lot of personal time into reading the literature about it and reading all I can to really understand how our confidence is made. And One of the things that is so strong in the literature, if you read about the data behind women's confidence, is having positive peer friendships. So I always say that confidence is contagious. And when you spend time around other women who are encouraging and who see your strengths and who love you despite all your failings, right? Because that's what vulnerability is. You're actually able to share with other women what your struggles are because you know that, you know what? They're going to love you anyway. When you share that you're struggling in your marriage, they're going to be there for you anyway. When you share that you are going through a hard time at work and you may have dropped the ball on something and maybe you failed, they're still going to be there. Those are the most powerful types of relationships that actually build our confidence. So I hear all the time, you know, well, women just aren't confident enough. They just, they have all the skills, but they just need to be more confident. Well, one of the things that can build our confident it, confidence is for us to really develop relationships with other women. I mean, isn't that cool? So the next time you're thinking like it's selfish to go out and have a cup of coffee with a woman or it's selfish to leave your family and, you know, go on a girl's trip. I want you to re you know, set your mind about that because actually going away on a girl's trip or going and meeting a friend for coffee when you could be, I know doing a million other things, you're actually working on your own internal self-confidence. Isn't that so cool? Like that's amazing that spending time with other women who are positive and encouraging and who, who you feel safe enough to share your struggles with actually can build your confidence. You don't need to read a book. You don't need to go out and have a bunch of success to build your confidence. Just spending time with other women will build your confidence. And so you might be listening to this and you might be thinking, well, that's great, but you know, I don't really have those women. I don't have women in my life who build me up who are positive and encouraging. Well, 
I would say that number one, you need to do some internal real work about that. I know there was a time in my life where I didn't have those women. I didn't have daily contact with women who encouraged me. Now, guess what happened to me? I started kind of dying inside, so to speak. I had lost myself. So I probably wasn't attracting very positive and encouraging women. So the first thing I had to do was fix myself and my own mindset to be more positive and to actually look at my life as a growth and a path that was constantly going to challenge me and obstacles. And that was okay. It didn't mean I was failing. And then I had to seek positive friendships. Okay. But I also had to get rid of some negative ones. And that's really hard to do. I understand. But let me tell you, I've had a couple friendships that I've really had to unsubscribe to. And it has not been without angst. It has not been without struggle. It's real and it's really hard. Probably one of the most difficult friendships that I've had to release is someone that never wanted to talk about hard things. And in my life, there are hard things, you know. I struggle with a lot of things in my life and I struggle with family members or friends that are struggling or, you know, just things that are unavoidable. And I found myself not really being able to share those things because, um, this person just couldn't process it. And I, I remember feeling like this just wasn't a very close friendship and it was really one-sided because I felt like I was constantly listening, but I wasn't being listened to. And You know, this is the thing. The closer you are with a friend, the more you're going to find problems with that person. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of like your spouse or someone you've dated. Like the closer you get to someone, the more they're going to reveal themselves. So the more you're going to have to actually forgive. And I think that that took me a long time to understand. So, you know, there are people in my life that I've had to unsubscribe to simply because I knew it wasn't a very positive understanding friendship and I wasn't getting what I needed to, or the person was constantly negative and constantly bringing me down, or the person would would, really didn't understand my passion. They didn't understand what made Sasha tick. And so I constantly felt like I was having to hide things from that person. If you, you know, find yourself having to hide things from someone who is, you know, in your inner circle, you probably need to figure out if that person really should be in your inner circle. And on the flip side of that, give grace to those people who are in your circle, who do love you no matter what, but aren't perfect because none of us are. So, you know, I think a long time I was on the quest for the perfect friend, right? Like I wanted the friend who I felt was, you know, perfect in every way. We were never going to have a disagreement. We were never going to fall by the wayside. You know, some of us have those friends that you can be friends with forever and you just pick it up right where you left off. But I bet you, if you were with that person every single day, you would find things to conflict with. That doesn't mean you write that person off. Okay. The people that are truly there for you, that you truly get to know, they're worth investing in that friendship. Just like it is with your spouse. You're going to know all the nitty gritty and the, the things that they aren't great at, but that's okay. But you want, you don't want to find yourself hiding things from friends, like, you know, especially success for a long time, I would have a success and this certain person I would never want to tell because I felt like if I told her somehow I was letting her down, like my success was made, would make her feel less. And though that's another friend that you really have to evaluate, you know, it's fine to be acquaintances. It's fine to be friendly. I'm not saying you should be rude to these people, but 
is that someone you really want to lean on? Probably not because that person's probably not in a place where they can be that really close friend to you. Um, you know, so I think there's friends that I've had to learn to just kind of become acquaintances with. And there's friends that I have learned that I can't really expect a lot from, but then my really closest friends, I have to realize like they're not perfect. They're like me. They forgive Sasha all the time. They forgive things that I do all the time. They forgive when I'm being, you know, selfish or when I'm being down, when I'm complaining, they bring me up. They turn my focus around. And those are the friends you really have to extend a lot of grace to, just like in your life with any relationship. There are definitely friends though that you have to unsubscribe to. And I would say if you're in a relationship with a friend that's just toxic and really brings you down or makes you feel guilty all the time for your success or just makes you feel like you're never enough, please unsubscribe. There are other women out there who will probably love to be your friend and life is too short, you know, so don't feel bad getting people that are in your, in your circle that were once in your circle out of your circle, if they're not healthy, you know, I also have had a friend once who I felt like I could never talk about my husband with because, um, this person was just very negative and whenever she had had some difficult relationships. So if I ever said anything nice about my husband, I felt like I, uh, it was not, uh, it was not a good thing. And that's another person that I've made an acquaintance, but I know that, you know, Part of me is sharing about my husband and I, I need to be able to do that with a friend. So that's just another example of how we can choose who we really subscribe to. And then I want to lastly talk about, you know, being the friend that others count on. I think sometimes we think that, you know, I hear all the time women say, oh, I'm not into drama, no drama, no drama. Well, you know, none of us like drama. Um, none of us want that in our lives. I mean, who wants that, right? If you do want that, then you, you probably aren't ready for a close friendship. But what I'm saying is that the closer you get to someone, the more you're going to see the real side of them. And we all have to forgive each other. We all have to remember to extend the grace that we've been given. And we also have to remember that we ourselves are works in progress. And I know that in my life, I need those friends who are going to walk through the fire with me when life isn't going to be perfect. When I, you know, bomb something because a, a project that I really thought I was going to be successful in and it just fails and bombs. Like that's the friend that I need there with me. You know, everybody, it's, it's really easy to have friendships when you're being successful. It's harder to find those friends who stick by you. And those are the friends that you want to walk through life with, you know, when you're having a relationship struggle, when illness hits you, those are the friends that you want to count on. And, you know, one of the best examples of friendship to me was, and I love to talk about this friendship, was my grandmother, Dee. Um, my grandma, Dee, recently passed away about six weeks ago, and it's still a little hard for me to talk about her, but she taught me so many things. And one of the things that she really taught me was about friendship. Now, my grandma had a friend since high school named Marge and her and Marge grew up together and they went to the same high school and they lived in the same neighborhood. And then Marge got married and life went on and, and she moved to Alaska with her husband. Um, after raising her family here in Nebraska, they moved to Alaska. And so for several years, 
my grandma and Marge lived in, you know, totally opposite um, ends of the the earth pretty much. And my grandma and grandpa would go visit um, Bill and Marge in Alaska every year. Now, Marge, my grandmother, I've if you follow me on social media, you know a little bit about my grandma D. I'm a lot like her, actually. She always had her nails painted. <laughs> she always had lipstick on and she would scold me if I would ever go out of the house without makeup or at least a little lipstick. She would say, you know, it takes three seconds to put on a little lip gloss and fix your hair, Sasha. Come on. Because for her, it was just, it was about respect. It was about respecting people that you were around. And it was just really part of being a lady was sitting up straight. You know, she taught me a lot of things. Um, But one of the things that she really modeled for me was friendship. My grandma was so kind. Um, In fact, she won volunteer awards in our community because she was just kind to people all over. She would, if you were sick, she would bring you a meal. If you were down, she would come and sit with you and just talk with you. And she just really poured into people. But she really always poured into her friends, especially. She had about three or four friends that she, you know, would do anything for. In fact, she always kept an extra car to lend to friends. And Marge and Bill lived in Alaska, and Marge could not be more opposite. I mean, she was an outdoor woman. She lived for months at a time in a tent. She could fish. She would can things. She was like a pioneer wilderness woman. And then you have my grandma who is like, you know, city girl always has her hair done, nails done, dressed to the nine furs, the whole nine. Okay. So this is my grandma D and then there's Marge. And if you saw them together, you would be really perplexed because you didn't really understand. But let me tell you, these women went through life together. They went through broken relationships together and they went through cancer together and they went through everything together. And my grandfather died when my grandmother was pretty young. He was, um, in his late sixties when he died and my grandmother decided she was going to move out into the country and get out of the house that she had grown up in and live near my parents. And a lot of people were a little nervous about this. They were like, Oh gosh, what is grandma doing? She's moving out of her city house. She's lived in her whole life and she's going to move into the country. I mean, she's what, this is probably not a good idea. And Marge and Bill decided that they were going to buy land next to my grandma in Nebraska and move back from Alaska to take care of her. And I can barely even talk about it because that is what true friendship is. But they moved back to Nebraska. They sold their house and land in Alaska. And Marge and my grandma built homes next to each other. And they lived for the next 20 years until they both passed away in those homes. And every morning, Marge was an early bird. She would get up at, you know, five at 30 in the morning and put on coffee and she would raise her uh, shade. Um, and they lived on 10 acres adjacent to each other. They each had 10 acres on a hill and Marge lived on one side of the hill and my grandma on the other, but they could see each other's houses. And my grandma would stay up late, you know, drinking coffee until all hours of the night, watching the news, painting her nails. And she would sleep till 10 in the morning. Well, Marge always knew that it was time for coffee and they could meet each other in the morning when my grandma would raise her shade. So Marge would raise her shade every morning and my grandma would raise her shade. And one year I was talking to my grandma just a few years ago about Marge when she died. And she died a few years before my grandma. 
And my grandma was so devastated. And I said, grandma, you and Marge were so opposite. Marge was so laid back, you know? I mean, she was like a wilderness woman. She loved the outdoors. She loved to hunt and fish and, and she could, you know, make and fix anything. And you are, you know, you really like the finer things of life. (laughs) And she said, Sasha, she knew me. Nobody knew me like Marge and nobody loved me like Marge. And she said she knew all the bad things about me and she loved me anyway. And I knew all the bad things about her and I loved her anyway. And that was such a really good reminder to me. You don't have to be just like your best friend. You don't have to be like the person that is in your close circle. You just have to love that person and be vulnerable enough to share. And I always think of them um, that now they're in heaven, you know, they probably live next door to each other. They're probably raising their shade in the morning. My grandma's sleeping till 10 o'clock. Marge is up at five and they're probably sharing coffee together each morning. So I want to encourage you to really reset your friendships right now. If you need to do that, if you need a friend, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to someone that you want to be their friend and say, Hey, you want to be my friend. I've done that as an adult. I've done that in the last couple of years and I've made great friendships with people that aren't necessarily just like Sasha. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode today and I hope that you know you're worth it. You're worth having friends and as always live brave. This has been an HSG production. 